Good day, my friends, and welcome to another moment, a Black History Moment with Bo. And today, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the time of tuning in to our show, because it shows me that you are awakening. And I hope that strange music didn't throw you off this morning. (laughs) But yes, that's us. And our other intro music has been playing for the last two years. Do you believe that? So we're just going to mix it up a little bit because it's all good. And today I want to talk about the fact that we are a people that often lose, but we always start over and bounce back. When they captured us and brought us to this country, we lost family back there in Africa, loved ones that we would never lay eyes upon again. But we started over in the slave quarters and we built another lineage and we built another family until we were sold off, never to be seen again. So my question to you is, after so many losses, how come we have so many kinfolk that we know nothing about? Okay, I can go along with the fact that they might be in another state and in another city, but there is such a thing as a cell phone, And there should be such things as family reunions and holiday get-togethers. But it seems as though we don't do that anymore. It seems as though the people that held families together, we've already buried. And the younger generation doesn't seem to care. And I'm to blame also, because I do not know my cousins, children's children, and I should, because they are part of my family, they are blood of my blood. We share the same DNA. So friends, we have got to do something about this situation. Today, my friends, I'm going to slip into darkness and talk about something that is near and dear to my heart, and that's the Black Panther Party. Whiteness in the media has made it seem as though the Black Panther Party was just a militant group that wanted to dress in black and carry guns and kill Whitey. But this is far from the truth. The Black Panther Party was originally programmed for the community to help black folk in the time of need. A lot of people still don't know that the Black Panther Party both inspired and threatened the U.S. government because their popular breakfast programs put pressure on political leaders to feed children before school. You know, in 1969, children sat down for a free breakfast before school and on the menu sometimes they had chocolate milk, eggs, meat, cereal, and fresh oranges. And this wouldn't be out of place in a modern school cafeteria today, but the federal government wasn't providing the food. Instead, the breakfast was being served thanks to the Black Panther Party. You see, at the time, the militant Black Nationalist Party was vilified in the news media and feared by those intimidated by its message of Black power and its commitment to ending police brutality. 
But for the kids that were eating this breakfast, hey, this was a wonderful thing. And they didn't care what the newspaper said as long as the grits kept coming. Because you know what, my friends, sadly enough, some of those children had never eaten a breakfast before. And its sole purpose was to fuel revolution by encouraging black people's survival. And from 1969 through the early 70s, the Black Panthers Free Breakfast for School Children program fed tens of thousands of hungry kids. And it was just one facet of wealth of social programs created by the party. And it helped contribute to the existence of federal free breakfast programs today. Because we all know the government would have never fed our kids if they hadn't been shamed into it by the party. Spend money on black folks without a return? That's non-existent. You see, when Black Panther Party founder Huey B. Newton and Bobby Seals founded the party in 1966, the goal was to end police brutality in Oakland. Okay, but a fraction of the civil rights movement led by the SNCC member Stokely Carmichael began calling for the uplift and self-determination of African Americans and soon black power was part of their program. What you have to realize, my friends, is that the Black Panther Party primarily organized neighborhood police patrols that took advantage of open carry laws. But after a while, it expanded to include social programs. And the free breakfast for school children was one of the most effective. It started in January of 1969 at a church in Oakland. And within weeks, it went from feeding a handful of kids to hundreds. And this program was fairly simple. What happened? Party members and volunteers went to local grocery stores to solicit donations, consulted with nutritionists on healthy breakfast options for children, and prepared and served the food free of charge. Now, get this the school official was starting to tell the results that was going on with the kids who had free breakfast before school. And they reported that the kids weren't falling asleep and they were paying more attention. So therefore, their grades were improving simply because their stomachs weren't empty. But yet the media played us up as just a militant group. And J. Edgar Hoover claimed that we were the most dangerous group of people in the country and at the top of the government watch list. But you know what? This program spread nationwide. And at one time, the Black Panther Party fed thousands of children per day in at least 45 different programs. And the children's breakfast wasn't the only part of the party's social programs. They covered everything from free medical clinics to community ambulance services and legal clinics. And for the party, it was an opportunity to counter its increasingly negative image in the public consciousness. An image of intimidated Afro-Black men holding guns while addressing a critical community in need. But racism and ugliness will always show its head. And FBI head J. Edgar Hoover loathed the Black Panther Party and declared war against them 
1969. He called the program potentially the greatest threat to efforts by authorities to neutralize the Black Panther Party and destroy what it stands for and gave carte blanche to law enforcement to destroy it. The results were devastating because FBI agents went door to door in cities like Richmond, Virginia, telling people that the Black Panther Party members would teach their children racism. Like when these children grow up, they're not going to know what racism is. And get this, in San Francisco, the parents were told the food was infected with venereal disease. Ain't that a bitch? And, and in Oakland and Baltimore, the party was raided by officers who harassed party members in front of terrified children and participating children were photographed by the Chicago police. Now, it is said now that the night before the first breakfast program in Chicago began, the police broke into the church and mashed up all the food and urinated on it. And these and other efforts like this destroyed the Black Panthers program. But in the end, the public visibility of the Panthers breakfast programs put pressure on political leaders to feed children before school. And because of that, tens of thousands of American children became accustomed to free breakfast and no longer went into the classroom hungry. And although the USDA had piloted free breakfast efforts since the mid 1960s, the program only took off in the early 1970s, right around the time the Black Panthers program were dismantled. And in 1975, the school breakfast program was permanently authorized. Today, it helps feed over 14 million children before school and without the radical actions of the Black Panthers, it may never have happened. And we all know it would never have happened because we all know that this government, although it may put something in your front pocket, its hand is in your back pocket. So that's how the school breakfast program got started, my friends. But they will never give credit where credit is due. But we all know we all know, and we are proud of what the party accomplished. And the truth is, nobody watches you harder than the people that can't stand you. Because haters are like crickets. Crickets make a lot of noise. You hear them, but you can't see them. Then right when you walk by them, they shut the hell up. My friends, I got to get out of here. It's almost breakfast time for me. But before I do, I got a message for you, okay? And that message is, the reason why many whites become so angry and offended by the contents upon pro-black pages and programs, although most of our pages and programs do not advocate violence, hate, nor racism against them, is because our black truth destroyed their illusion of white superiority. I hope today's program is inspiring and uplifting for you today, and I hope the rest of this day is a marvelous one for you. Until next time, it has been my pleasure. 
in my honor.